Good morning. I thank you for uh, this honor and the privilege to share the word of God with you this morning. Shalom, and I bring greetings to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning as we listen to your word. May you speak to us clearly from the scriptures. Let this word come to us clearly, powerfully, and bring a life change to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The theme for this month is stewardship. It's a very powerful word, stewardship. Stewardship is an old English word where today we probably will have the word management. Stewardship is like one who is a master and he entrusted his estate or duties, his, uh, his business to his servants uh, to do something. And uh, there will be a day where the master will call his servant for uh, an account. So a, a steward is like a manager. He's managing the uh, affairs of his, uh, his boss. And there is a, a trust being given. That's why stewardship is an entrustment. It's uh, the master trusting his servant. He's putting a trust uh, into the hands of his servants so that the servants will manage the affairs of his master. And it will come a day, a time, where the master would require the servant to give a report. So, this meditation on this team, stewardship, you must have this word, trust. It's a big word, trust. And it comes with responsibilities. It comes with uh, uh, authority and power, and it comes with responsibility. Great power comes with great responsibilities. And the, uh, the topic for this week is truth. Truth is another powerful word. It's a big word. What is truth? That was the question that Pontius Pilate asked Jesus. Let's turn to uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 18, where we have Jesus being taken by the Jews uh, to, uh, uh, to Pilate. And uh, they wanted uh, Pilate to crucify Jesus. And so there was a trial being made. And in that trial, uh, Pontius Pilate uh, said this to Jesus. It's found in John Gospel, uh, chapter 18, verse 35. Am I a Jew? Pilate replied, It was your people and your chief priest who handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, sighed Pilate. Jesus answered in verse 37, You are right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason, I was born, and for this I came into the world, 
to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Verse 38, Pilate asked, What is truth? With this he went out again to the Jews and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. But it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of the Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, No, not him. Give us Barabbas. And later on, they shouted, Crucify him. Crucify Jesus. The first thing we discover about truth is that Truth in today's age, this is the post-modern age, where people have the understanding that truth is not universal, nor is truth uh, absolute. In fact, they would say there is no absolute truth. Your truth is not my truth. My truth is not your truth. And we can find right here in this short account a very interesting display of how humans perceive truth and how they interpret it and how they give meaning to this and, uh, and how it influences their behavior. Meaning is everything. How you perceive meaning is how that meaning is going to influence your life. So if we say that truth is not absolute, your truth is not my truth, my truth is not your truth, you decide what is truth. And if that's the case, we see this human uh, emotion uh, being played out in this very short passage. Number one, we find that Pontius Pilate, having done his, uh, uh, his hearing from Jesus, uh, his inquiry on Jesus have concluded that Jesus is innocent, that Jesus is not, uh, um, is not uh, he has not committed a crime uh, worthy or deserving the punishment of the cross. At best, Pontius Pilate uh, would have considered Jesus as lunatic, a religious man who is deluded, deluded. And that have been deluded uh, as a religious, uh, this is very common even in their time. Uh, people will claim uh, all sort of things uh, about themselves, uh, being the, uh, a religious uh, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, guru, uh, you know, and they, they try to form their own uh, sects and have followers. And so this is very normal. And, to Pontius Pilate, here is probably just another nutcase where this man uh, called Jesus uh, been brought to him and he found that uh, he's not a threat uh, to um, the Roman Empire, it's not a threat to his uh, position, uh, to uh, the authorities. And so uh, why should he crucify Jesus? That is his truth. But to the Jewish leader, they have a truth where they perceive Jesus as an imposter. Uh, the worst, 
is that Jesus has blasphemed the name of God. In fact, one, uh, when they had their trial with Jesus, um, they, they actually concluded that Jesus now claimed uh, that he is the Son of God, is now committed a very serious crime, a sin, and a sin that cannot be pardoned. Uh, calling himself Son of God is blasphemous, and so he should be put to death. But they are not uh, satisfied to just uh, put uh, Jesus to death by stoning, and they want him to be crucified. And to crucify Jesus, they needed uh, Pontius Pilate to, uh, to pass the verdict and to send Jesus to the cross. And so to the Jews, the truth to them is that Jesus is blasphemous, that he is imposter, that he, he claims to be the Son of God, and so he should be put to death. So to Pontius Pilate is one truth, to the Jewish leader is another truth, but to Jesus, he says that I have come for this reason, that I have come to testify to the truth that I am king. That I am king, that I have a kingdom. My kingdom is not of this place. So the truth to Jesus is that he is king and that he has kingdom and he has his subjects. Jesus Christ said, everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Verse 37. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. That is his subjects. <laughs> that is his people. What is the people of Jesus Christ? He is the king and we are the people. What, what qualify the people of God to qualify to be in the citizen of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. What is the qualification? The qualification is that he is on the side of truth. And he who is on the side of truth, listen to Jesus. That is the qualification. He or she listens to Jesus. So simple, that's the truth. So the truth number one is that Jesus is king and he has kingdom and in his kingdom, the subjects and the subjects are people like you and I and that we are on the side of truth and that we listen to Jesus. On the side of truth. We are on the side of truth. What is truth? Jesus Christ said, I am king. I have a kingdom not of this place. I have my subjects and they are people who listen to me. That's truth number one. We are the people on the side of truth. We are on the side of Jesus Christ. During the Civil War in America, when Abraham Lincoln was fighting in the Civil War to set the uh, slaves uh, free and in this big fight um, there is no uh, great there's no assurance that Abraham Lincoln is going to win uh, the army from the south were very strong and very organized and they're very fierce and very powerful they have big numbers and Abraham Lincoln from the north uh, have no sh assurance 
um, no certainty that he would definitely win the war. But it was a fight. It was a big fight. Many, many Americans uh, shed their blood in the, in the Civil War. There came a time when uh, his trusted uh, uh, lieutenants came to Abraham Lincoln and asked him, he said, um, oh, you know, Abraham Lincoln being a man of prayer, and very devout, uh, devout uh, believer in Christ. And they, they came to uh, Abraham Lincoln and said, oh, President, uh, is God on our side? And Abraham Lincoln said, uh, that's not the question. That's not the question we should ask. The question we should ask is, are we on God's side? Are we on God's side? So that's the truth for this meditation of this week on stewardship, truth. And the truth is number one, Jesus Christ is king and that he has a kingdom and that his kingdom is not of this place. And in his kingdom, there are citizens. <laughs> and the citizens are those who listen to Jesus. We are on the side of truth. Now, in stewardship, we have this uh, 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 king who put his trust on his citizens, on his people. And that brings me to the next passage, and it's found in Matthew 25. And we have the parable of the talents. And this parable of the talents is uh, very interesting because uh, it's about the subject on stewardship. We have established the truth. Now let's talk about stewardship. Stewardship is the master, a master putting his trust on his servants to carry out their duties uh, accordingly and to give the report in due time. So we turn to the Gospel of Matthew 25, verse 14. Again, you will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. So that's a trust. That's called stewardship. The key idea about stewardship is trust. It's about responsibilities. And so we have here, to one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. So in this is a parable, and um, in parable, we always look for the key lesson, key takeaway lessons. Uh, do not be too uh, um, concerned about all the details. Details like, are there only three servants? Definitely he has more than three. So for the sake of uh, his uh, parable, for his teaching, Jesus Christ chose three servants for an illustration. So we have here three servants. One was given five talents, <laughs> the other two, and the third person, one. It said, according to their ability. Now, talent is money. It's written here, talent is money. And I did a little uh, research and I discovered that talent is the biggest uh, unit of 
measurement when it comes to money. It's the biggest unit of measurement when it comes to money. And one talent is a lot of money. Uh, some say it's like 10 years uh, worth of, a, uh, of your uh, common worker uh, wages. Uh, 10 years of uh, workers' wages. That's one talent. It's a lot of money. So five talents is times five. It's a lot of money. Uh, two talents, a lot of money. One talent, a lot of money. How much money today's currency? I do not know. You just do your math. Uh, you do your math. Just uh, times uh, twenty, whatever the average uh, uh, wage, uh, and you times twenty, and that would be pretty good idea of how much this person is having this his money. The man who received the five talents went at once, well that's urgency, he went at once and put his money to work. Oh, that's a key idea, put money to work, put money to work. Stewardship. Uh, stewardship is about how we managed our resources uh, which the master has given to us. We have established the first truth is that Jesus is our king and we are his citizens or we are his people and that uh, we are on the side of truth and we listen to him and he has given us uh, resources. To some of us, uh, we have more uh, in terms of uh, uh, money, uh, in this case is money. But really, in stewardship, it's about three things that you need to know. Uh, we have time, and talent, and treasures. These are the three things that uh, how we live our life, our affairs of life, and these are the three things uh, that we are to manage. And everybody, everybody has got same time, uh, 24 hours every day. We have the same uh, amount of time every day. Of course, some people have longer life, others may not have uh, uh, that long, uh, but on a daily basis, it's uh, 24 hours every day. Everyone has 24 hours every day. So we have this time, and we are to manage our time wisely. Time uh, is a gift, and it is a resource, and it's given uh, by our Master to us uh, to use uh, wisely. Secondly, it's about our talent. Uh, talent here is not this measurement of money. Uh, today, uh, talent will be your skills. Uh, uh, skill sets, uh, your experience, uh, your abilities, so to speak, your abilities, your education, your training. Um, so it's about your skills. And third is uh, treasures, and treasures is about possessions, uh, so we can say money. Money is uh, something that we receive, uh, uh, and we are to manage money wisely. So we are to manage our time wisely, we are to manage our skills, our experience, our learning, uh, our education, our knowledge uh, wisely, and we are to manage our money our possessions, our assets, uh, wisely. This is what stewardship is about. It's about managing and managing wisely. 
And here we have this uh, man who went at once. Went at once, and this story is about uh, money. Uh, and he went at once and put his money to work. And gained five more. Oh, he's very productive. He's a good steward. He's a good manager. Uh, second person in verse 17, uh, the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man, well, that's also very good. He, he gained two more. So it's, he doubled. Just like the first man, five with five more, two with two more, and they have doubled. Whether it's a five or two, they're equally, uh, equally wise uh, in their stewardship uh, with regards to their time, and regards to their talent, their skills and knowledge, and with regards to the money they have in their possessions, which was entrusted by their master. In verse 18 is that very sad word. That sad word is called but. But is a very sad word. But the man who had received the one talent went off. <laughs> he dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. He hid the master's money. That's quite sad, isn't it? Sometimes we think that uh, the first two men are very industrious. Later on, they were praised by the master, good and faithful servant. But the third man, uh, what did he do is he dug a hole, hid the master's money. That's it. That's all he did. Yet when the master came, and uh, I, I would jump down to verse 24, then the man who had received the one talent came, Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid. And went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. So what is the issue with the third man? He hid the money, the master's money, in the ground. Why is it so terrible? Because later on, the master said, uh, you wicked, lazy servant, Wicked, lazy. Well, in, in, in the eyes of the master, lazy is wicked. Lazy is wicked. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown, gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I, will have re I receive it back with interest. Take the talent from him, give it to the one who has ten talents. Everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant 
outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's very serious. Take that one from him uh, and give it to the one with ten. He has more. He who has more will be given. But the other one, take away from him. The one talent, he who has, but he will have nothing. And throw that worthless servant outside. Lazy, wicked, worthless, strong words. But it's about stewardship, it's about trust. Say whatever you want, and people will have their opinion. But here the scripture is very clear, is that the master trusted them. There was a trust. He trusted them with his money. And they are to do something about it. They are managers and they are to dispense, use it wisely. Three person, and sometimes I wonder, uh, while we have five and you make five more, two make two more, one hit in the ground and return the money back to the master. Sometimes we think that, uh, so pitiful, this third person. Uh, what did he do wrong? He, he just returned, he, he hit the money. It's almost like safekeeping <laughs> and return to the master. So what's the big deal? The big deal is that he was not listening. He was not on the side of truth. He's not listening that Jesus is telling the story and he's telling that there's this master and he himself, Jesus, the truth number one is that he's king. And that we who claim to be the people of God should be on the side of truth and listen to Jesus as the servants here are to listen to the masters. A clear word. Jesus is truth. He's speaking the word in truth. He's the king. He's the master. That's the truth. God is truth. Jesus is truth, his word is truth, he speaks truth. And when we don't have the sight of truth, we are in danger, isn't it? The danger of not taking heed. So what's wrong with this third person? Now I'll tell you this. It says clearly that he hid the money, the master's money, in the ground. So what, what happened? In the period of time before the master came back, from the time he was given the trust until the time when the master returned. It could be five years. <laughs> it could be 10 years. I do not know, but it's a, a period of time. Ask yourself this question. When the third man, this third man who hid the money in the ground, what was he doing in the five years or 10 years? What was he doing? Nothing. Yet where was he living? In the master's house. What was he doing? Nothing. What was he eating? His master's food. 
What was he doing with his time? Nothing. Ten years. Nothing. Nothing. Time was given, but he was reckless with time. How did he spend his time? Idling, clapping, socializing, uh, spending time on things that is not important. That which is most important, that which is trust, the trust which is given to him, that is the most important. He, he that, he cast it into the ground. He cast that into the ground. And to him, it meant nothing. It meant nothing. What about his experience? You see, for the master to put a trust on his manager, his steward, means there will be training being given. He's trained. He has the skill, he has the knowledge, he has the learning. The Bible says he has ability to do something with the one talent of money. What did he do with his skills? What did he do with his knowledge? Nothing. Nothing is big. It's a big deal in the study of stewardship. It's totally opposite to stewardship. It's not just bad stewardship, it's lousy stewardship. Nothing, nothing is not, nothing is not to be taken lightly. Nothing is serious. How serious? Wow, take that away from him. That which he has, take it away from him. Now he has nothing. He did nothing. He has nothing. It will be taken away from him cast out into nothing, into darkness. What about the money? Nothing. He hid that in the ground. So we have here the second truth is Jesus is king, first truth. We are his people and we are on the cycle truth and we listen to him. The second truth is we are to do something with the trust. What is Jesus to us? What is our opinion of Jesus? It says clearly that the third man said, I knew you are a hard man. You are a hard man. It tells us he has attitude problem. Attitude is bad. When you have bad attitude, it translated into bad behavior, unresourceful behavior, unhelpful behavior, a life of not only no productivity, but a life of wasting. He did something in the first five, ten, whatever the time before the master come back, he did something, yeah, he spent all his time lazing, squandering, with his friends probably, clapping, drinking, gambling. All this with his master's money, that, the money that is in the house, that petty cash, the petty cash that he dipped his hand into. Uh, but the most important thing was that which was trust and trust to him. He hid in the ground. Not only he did nothing, he hid in the ground. So nobody knew. He has the money. He hid 
in the ground. He hid it in the ground. He was hiding the money in the ground. Away from the thief? <laughs> no, away from anybody benefiting from the money. So we have here, the first truth is God. Jesus Christ is king. That's the truth. He has a kingdom and we are his people. We are on the side of truth and we listen to his voice. The second truth is stewardship is about responsibility. It's about acting. And how we act is based on what we think of the master. What do you think of Jesus? Do you think highly of Jesus? Or do you have very bad opinion of Jesus? The first, the first sign of one who is turning away from Jesus is one who has very bad opinion of Jesus. When we start asking questions that will poke holes into his character. When we question Jesus, when we have bad opinion, then we will not want to be of any service or any help for Jesus' kingdom. That brings us to the third point is stewardship is more than just about time. It's more than just about talent, which is our skills and knowledge and experience, our learning, our education. It's more than just our possessions, our money. But stewardship is also about the good news that God has given to us. So that brings us to the stewardship of the gospel. Apostle Paul says that we are made stewards of the mysteries of God. We're being entrusted with the gospel, the good news. We are stewards, and stewards is one who managed. And how do we manage? We are to, to use it wisely, to speak it, to share it, to invest, to dispense, to distribute, to tell others, to share. It's not to hide. Hiding the good news, not letting others know this good news, is tragic. It's serious. I'd like to close with this. Supposing God has given you the cure for COVID-19 virus. God has given you the cure. Here is the cure. Here's the vaccine, and this vaccine is not just to prevent, but it's to cure. It will stop the virus from spreading. It will kill the virus instantly. And this will be over within, within days. I give you the cure. Now let's suppose you receive this cure from God, and you go to the back, uh, back side of your house and dug a hole in hit that cure in the ground. After five years, many millions died. Many, many, many millions have been deprived of this cure. But God has entrusted you. You have the cure now. But you hit the cure in the backside of your house, hidden in the ground. And then when the master returned, he said, yeah, here. I give you back the cure. I give you back, 
but then millions have perished. Millions have been denied of its benefits. I like this to come to us, to a realization that God has given us this good news that Jesus Christ, He is the King, He is our Master, He is coming back. But more than that, He is, he is, he is the answer to our problems, He is the answer to our sin, to our bondage, to our oppression, to our depression, to our situation. What will you do with it? What do you do with this gospel? The gospel is called the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel is the kingdom. The gospel is Jesus. The gospel is Jesus the King. My prayer for us is we be good stewards. Let's be reminded again, Jesus is the King. He's the first truth. He has the kingdom. The kingdom of, is not of this place. We are the people, His people, and we listen to His voice. The second truth is we are made stewards. We are given the responsibility. We cannot fail. That's the thing. We just cannot fail in our responsibility. We will do it and we will do it well. The first man has done it, he did well. The second man has done it, he did well. There's no, no reason for failure. There's no place for failure. When God has trained us, equipped us, anointed us, we have the power, we have the ability, we can do it. Don't be like a third man, hiding. Hiding that, 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 that gives in the ground and will not share with others. And that brings us to the stewardship of the gospel that God has entrusted us with this mystery of the kingdom of God, mystery of God, his privilege, his high calling. Let's not get tired, let's not get weary. Let's continue to shine the light others will see and come to Christ. Let's be a testimony. May the Lord bless you and keep you. My prayer is that you shine the light for Christ even in this dark time. Don't hide this good news from others. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Speak to us, O God. Speak to us again and again. Awaken in our hearts the call of God in our life. And for those who have not yet known Jesus or have received Jesus, this is the time I'd like to give you opportunity. If you are listening to this prayer, if you listen to this message, I want you to know Jesus is King. He has a kingdom, and He is the truth. Be on the side of truth. The Bible says, He who knows the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus is truth. He who has the Son of God, He has life. Jesus Christ has come to give you life, life more abundantly. I want you to know that Jesus Christ died for our sin. He shed His blood so that we can have life. And we cannot fail. The parable of the talent tells us that first man cannot fail when he invests. Second man cannot fail. God has trained them. God has equipped them. God has empowered them. They just cannot fail. Third man, well, he did not fail. <laughs> it's just that he hide the money in the ground. That would be his biggest failure. 
Oh God, speak to us. Put your hand up. Receive from God right now. This grace of God pour out to you. If you're listening to this and you have not yet put your faith in Christ, why not you say this with me? Oh Jesus, I open the door of my heart. Come in. Live with me. Be my Savior, my Master, and my King. I thank you, Jesus, that you died for my sin. I want to be on the side of the truth. I want to be the people of God. I want to listen to the voice of Jesus. May the Lord be with us. May the Lord bless us. We pray this in Jesus' name.